Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. I want to welcome everyone to uh, the first the first live Thursday Education Live. Thursday Education Live. So what's this all about? Thursday Education Live anyway. And I want to welcome all you who are tuning in and uh, hopefully uh, going to enjoy this event. This is about a 45 to 50 minute event. So relax, enjoy. You might want to take some notes. We have a fabulous guest tonight. But just to set it up, uh, last week... I hosted the Back to School virtual event, and I'm proud to say it went really well. Great feedback, some really excellent speakers. Uh, and one of the things that came out of it is exactly this, the idea to do a weekly, periodic uh, kind of show where we can touch on topics in education that are timely, things that people want to hear about, things that people are questioning about. It's still back to school. It's still early. I'm working with kids every single day. And everybody's still kind of feeling their way and uh, going there. Hey, Ron, welcome. Good to see you. By the way, if you want to comment, just drop a comment right below the live stream. And uh, I will see it. Hello, Bongay. Good to see you as well. Good to see a lot of people out tonight. And uh, we will, I myself or uh, Phoenix, our speaker, we will address this soon. But anyway, as we kind of ease in or maybe not even easing in, but get back into school, whether it's virtual, hybrid, homeschool, call what you may this wacky year. Hope everybody's getting settled in. You got your situation set up. You know, I talk a lot about the structures, using your structure. Hope you got that in place. And, uh, you know, let's just, if you want to drop in the comments how you're coping with the back to school, I'd, I'd like to care. So I see this just like pretty much everything else I'm trying to do as a resource. I am here my guests are here. People I associate with are here to support you, parents, students, to help you navigate not just this wacky 2020 uh, COVID school situation, but school situation together. So I do that through my resource community, through tutoring, through the success community. You learn a little bit about what our guest has to offer as well. And this is every week, Thursdays at 8 Next week, I've got another uh, kind of college-oriented thing uh, with Linda Hallenbach, who's really strong as well. And uh, she's going to talk about what colleges are expecting, what you can do kind of to build up to that. Tonight, we have really more of a success situation you'll see in a second. Uh, the October 1st, Hallie Steinberg, who's been on my podcast, uh, talking about nutrition, how that can help you to become a better student, a better person, more healthy. October 8th, somebody, Patty Lou, helps athletes achieve. So that is the situation. I hope everybody will kind of put this, mark your calendar, and roll from there. So we have Education Live Thursday, every Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Without any further ado, I'm going to bring our guest in today. And I am really happy, very happy that she's here. Hello, Phoenix. How are you? And uh, Hi, just Dr. do a quick Green. sound check, make sure everybody can hear you. Uh, say hello. Hi, Dr. Green. 
Hi, Make the Great Community. Hang on, Saxon. Oh, not getting a sound for you. At least I can't hear. There you go. Say something again. Hello, Make the Great Community. I'm happy to be here. There we go. Welcome, welcome. Let me give you a little bit of history here. Um, Phoenix was on. Phoenix and I have met, I don't know, maybe six months ago. I don't know. So many knows anymore. Um, we were working together in a uh, live streaming class, of all things. Because, like myself, she feels that this forum is a great way to get information out to people. And I followed what she's done for some time, and it's strong, and it's great information. You're going to want to hang in and take some of Let me just tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to get into the discussion. So Phoenix uh, has a BA in English from Morgan State University and an MED from George Washington University. GW, very fancy. Uh, she founded a business called College Optimized, which is a student success and development company, which is hitting very close to home for me, if you know what I do. And the idea is to bring her 20 years of experience in academics, advising, mentoring, support and success coaching and career counseling to the student population. She has office hours with the College Success Professor podcast, which is a great uh, podcast out there. And her knowledge and expertise with students when to graduate on time or pursue careers is very strong. So, Enough uh, making you feel good about yourself. Not that I need to do that because I know you are fine of great service. So let, let's just get right into it. Um, I don't have to tell you it's been a crazy uh, start to this back to school. How's it affected you? Has it changed anything you've been doing or is it changing anything the students that you're dealing with or doing? And maybe just bring me up, bring everybody up to speed on maybe what your demographic is. Who are you working um, with age wise and things like that? Um, so I work with students who are in college, currently in college, and basically uh, because I love what I do um, at the university, I have a full-time job. I work at a private university here in Philadelphia, um, and I love what I do so much. Um, I wanted to share my knowledge and expertise with students beyond um, the walls of my school. Um, but to answer your first part of the question, I think um, it has been such a odd or different semester uh, because, you know, because schools are finding different ways to address um, the pandemic. Some schools started their fall semester in August. Some schools just started their fall semester, you know, at Labor Day. So we have mm -hmm. a wide range of students who are experiencing different things. Some schools started on campus, realized that wasn't going to work, then switched to online. So it's so many different things that students are experiencing um, this semester that, you know, if, if no other time, then now you are definitely going to need some support, some extra guidance, <laughs> some, yeah. some something to help get you through this full academic year or just this semester period so i'm here to help you know what I, you know what i've uh told a lot of people is listen th this is a crazy time and i don't think we need to talk about that much more than everybody just realizes it but no matter what even if none of this had happened even if it was just business as usual since march 12th or whatever day uh everything went off the rails people would still need support people would still need strategies and when I say people, I really mean students. Mm -hmm. uh, students would still need a plan. They would still need to know how to represent themselves. All the things that you do, all the things I try to do as well. So I, I, eventually this is going to get back to whatever normal is going to be, right? Um, so let, let's talk about this. Uh, I know one of the things you think is important is 
college-age students or students in general learning how to brand themselves, right? Building their personal brand, which normally we think about maybe with movie stars or <laughs> personalities or something. But let, let, let's get into this. Why do you think this is important, you know, maybe without giving away the shop, how they can do this and how you can help people do it? So let, let's let's hear what we got here. It's important for so many reasons and um, not just for college students, for even um, students who are at the high school level or even at the middle school level thinking about um, why they are going to go to college. So the why is essential. So um, I don't know if you are familiar with um, Jeff Salingo's new book, Who Gets In and Why? Hmm. Um, but that book, I think, it came out this week um, and I got a chance to preview the intro chapter. And one of the, um, so the basis of the book is that he um, was able to, uh, you know, be in the admissions offices of four universities. Um, one of them was um, Emory in Atlanta. Um, um, one was, uh, I forget all the names of the schools, but the example is from Emory. So it was um, him going through the admissions office um, seeing how they pick their classes. So not the highest, not the Yales and the Harvards, not the highly, highly selective universities, but mm. the, you know, somewhat selective universities and how they make the decisions. So he told the story of, you know, Emory University going back and forth um, with various students who are interested in going to the school. And one of the examples that he used was a student who, um, was interested in um, microbiology. However, on the student's application, there was no indication of any um, clubs, any volunteer work, anything at all that would indicate that this was something that the student was really interested in, had a true commitment to. So even at the middle school or high school level, it's important because if you're going to a college which is competitive, um, which is going, you know, you're going to be competing with other students to get in, you want to establish what your brand is as a student. So if you are interested in, you know, the sciences or STEM or something in that regard, a highly competitive major, you want to do things at co in college or in middle school so that when you submit your college application, um, you are standing out. You are doing things that shows the university that you are truly committed and you have a history of being committed to whatever the major is, whatever the industry is, while you are, you know, in undergraduate, it's a consistent thing. So they're looking at, you know, not only your essay and your SAT scores and your grades, but mm -hmm. they're showing, they want to see that you are, you know, you've done some thought, you've taken some, you've taken some consideration about what you want to major in and why this is important for you. So that's the short answer. I know that wasn't that short, but that's the short answer about why building a brand is important. And as you said, it's some, you know, you think of it as a business thing, or maybe, you know, a, a celebrity may think of it, but mm -hmm. it's important throughout whether you're in middle school and even when you graduate from college, you want to establish your brand as being um, someone who is uh, expert or, you know, going to be an expert in, a in your major or in a particular field. So that's why I say building a brand is important. Because what you're doing, if I can interpret what you're saying just a little bit, is it obviously grades are important to get into college. Uh, SATs, ACTs, I'm not sure where they are in the continuum today, but they're still important. So what you're doing is you're basically at, you're, you're giving like a personal commitment. So I, let's say you want to go into nursing. Maybe you volunteer at a nursing home or, you know, or a place where you can get some hands-on experience and, and that's going to go a long way. 
No, and not only that, it might actually help you decide if it's what you really want to do. True. <laughs> True. Uh, you know, because sometimes that happens as well. Um, is there, uh, how would this get communicated? How would a college know? So I'm, I'm, I'm talking kind of for the parents out here. I'm mm -hmm. a parent. I got, you know, little Phoenix is filling out the application to go to Morgan state. Mm -hmm. And, uh, how would we be able to communicate so that the admissions people at that school knew that you had put the time in, in middle school, high school to have these experiences? Cause I don't. I'm not sure where that would go on an app. I guess so it would be that, an essay. That could be, yeah, that could definitely be in an essay if you had an experience, you know, if you're talking about working at a nursing home and how, you know, maybe one of the um, community members at the nursing home, you built a relationship and, you know, that could be, you know, a story in and of itself. But in your extracurricular activity, so I'll take my son, for example, who's 12 mm -hmm. years old, um, okay. you know, at, you know, one of the times I asked him what did he wanted to be, what he wanted to be when he grew up, he said YouTuber. So it changes every, every day, but you know, <laughs> you know he wants to sell merch all. on YouTube. So I was okay, like, well. okay, um, <laughs> maybe, you know, I, so I enrolled him in a, um, how to start a t-shirt business class because that was something that he was interested in. But to answer your question, it can be the um, extracurricular activities that you did in high school. So like the clubs and the organizations that you did in high school, it can be a volunteer, like the working in a nursing home um, opportunities. But what colleges want to see is a consistent commitment and a consistent working towards, you know, doing some research on a specific major, you actually having some possible experience in, you know, a career or a major, but they want to show you know, they don't want just, you know, usually when students are not usually many times when students are filling out their application, um, they really haven't thought given, given serious thought about, okay, I want to major in business because, you know, you want, you have a specific career goal in mind, mm -hmm. you know, business right. is broad, you know, right. do you want to be the CEO of Disney? Do you want to be um, the marketing, the, the chief marketing officer of, you know, Urban Outfitters, um, that's just a, a company that's here in Philadelphia, yeah, but they haven't really done that real thought and background knowledge, but they want colleges and universities want to see that you are really committed to it. You didn't just check off a box because I don't know, your parent told you that would be a good major. You actually did some research and you have a commitment to it and you're actually going to make the most of that time. You know, you, you've looked at the professors who are teaching at that university and you know that they're experts in their field. If you've done mm -hmm. that research, you can put that in your application. I want to go to this school because I know that Dr. Green is an expert in education and I want to learn at the, at the foot of a master. You know, you want to embellish it. You want to put it all in so that they know that I, you I have done the work. I completely understand what you're saying there. I get it. <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you one thing because it kind of begs a question a little bit, which is, I, let, let's say, I don't know, because a lot of schools have um, FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. There, there are things built in where they could plug into this. And I know, I know a lot of colleges want to see kids in leadership positions, right? Mm -hmm. You know, president of the club, whatever, mm -hmm. captain of the team. What if, what if you happen to have an interest in something that's a little less um, available, say? Like maybe you're interested in uh, marine biology. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And you live in you know, Philadelphia where, you know, not exactly the hotbed of marine biology. Right. Yeah, any suggestions? Because And I'm only using that as an example of something that somebody might have to generate kind of their own portfolio for, right? Well, um, if you, 
if you have the resources, there are definitely opportunities for summer programs, summer enrichment programs. So if your son or daughter has shown a real commitment and a passion for something, then if you have the means and the resources, um, you can send them to, you know, if we do marine biology, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, a school in Delaware that's closer to the ocean or a school Delaware. in New Jersey that's closer to the ocean. So if you're, um, there, you know, we have Google, there's all, you know, there there are a million different niches out there um, that, you know, there are definite summer summer programs um, that people can do. And even virtually, um, because, you know, marine biology, you definitely need to be near the water. Um, but for example, if it's something that you don't necessarily have to physically be there, there are opportunities for you to learn online. Like, for example, engineering, there are definitely coding opportunities for mm-hmm. people to learn things online. Sci- I, le- I had um, a bunch that I had shared with my community uh, regarding, you know, because we were virtual this summer, you know, there were a lot of different opportunities that students could sign up for with a um, virtual camp that was just either one week or the full summer. So there were, you know, if the parent is really interested and the student has expressed an interest, the parent mm-hmm. could definitely research and find opportunities that will help them either, you know, get some experience so they can say, oh yeah, this is really something I want to pursue further, or uh, it's not what I thought it was. Maybe I want to try something else. Because when students figure that out before they get into college, that's less time and money that they'll yeah. spend, you know, taking the wrong classes and then maybe staying another semester because they took the wrong classes and then they decided to be a different major and, you know, they wasted those credits. So let's, um, let, let's, let's shift this a little tiny bit and ask the question, because uh, you've you, addressed the, the, I think the, the point is clear, you know, show and kind of prove, so to speak, you've had an interest beyond just grades and schoolwork. Uh, and parents can clearly support this by helping the kids out. What, what can students do once they're at school? So now, okay, we've, you know, uh, again, Little Phoenix has shown that she got an interest in marine biology. She's now at some marine biology school. How, now, how do you take that to the next level once you're there? Well, once you're in school, that's when, you know, the reality is, you know, full, fully in your face. So you want to take advantage of the opportunity to be in a college environment. Like I said before, if you have a professor at your institution who's an expert in the field, and even if you don't have a professor at your um, university, you know, if you've researched and you found that there's a professor at Yale who's teaching or doing research on something that you are really interested in, you can talk to your advisor at your school about, is it possible for me to take, you know, a semester um, at that institution or over the summer, take that one class with the professor um, over the summer or do a study abroad on the topic. So there are so many opportunities um, in the college environment for you to do that. You can, if you, Yes, definitely. Um, You know, in Philadelphia, definitely. You could do marine biology Mm -hmm. at the zoo or the aquarium. You can definitely have opportunities um, with the alumni from the university. You, You know, you definitely have to put in the groundwork, but the college environment provides such a unique opportunity for us um, to engage with people who are professors at the university. We can start our own marine biology club or organization, you know, with funds from the university, um, recruit mm-hmm. other students. And that is showing your leadership ability while you're on campus. You can um, join the club that's already there. You can work with professors. Um, 
So there are so many different opportunities in on the college environment. You know, if you are on campus and you're in business, perhaps you can find um, an opportunity on campus through an internship, through a co-op program at the university, or through the Career Center, where they have special partnerships with different businesses in your state or city. There are definitely a plethora of opportunities that you can do once you're in college. And it's even more important then because you're even closer to getting your graduate, getting the graduation and finding the career and the job that you want, which is what you're investing all of your time and money in while you're in college. When I was in college, you know, when Lincoln was president, um, I actually was a, a founding member of a recycling program. And again, this wasn't, you know, ancient history, but it just, it wasn't like it is now. I mean, now you, everywhere there's the blue, uh, the blue cans and the yellow cans mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, we actually, it, it was a lot of work. It was, we got a lot of resistance. Like they didn't want to spend the money on the trash cans and the recycling cans and blah, 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 blah. And you know, people really canned it. A lot of my friends accused me of doing it just to try to meet girls, but that's not why I did it. <laughs> I really cared about the environment, but um but, but I will tell you, and I didn't really think that – I didn't do it for the reasons you're saying. Mm-hmm. But when I was um, applying to graduate school and I had to go up there for an interview for grad school, they asked me, you know, what did I do? You know, I, and I said, well, I got involved with the recycling program. I ended up talking more about that in the interview mm-hmm. than I did about classes I had taken or anything else. It was, it was – yeah, I kind of – I honestly kind of forgot about that until right now. It's interesting how these things play out. But I think the one thing I love a couple of things you really said. One is once you're in school at college, one of the beauties of it is you're in an environment that supports the ability to experiment with things like this generally, right? There's time to do it to a degree. There's there's opportunity to do it. So you might as well take advantage of it. And I think the other piece is the networking side, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, you're 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 to a de- in a, in a certain way to define it. You're kind of starting your career not in, in the working world, but in terms of the relationships and the networking and the connections at that point. Um, it's, that's especially true in a business school, I think, um, and some other kind of disciplines like that. Are there any specific examples, and I, I don't want you to betray any confidentialities, but uh, any specific examples or case studies you, you want to share that you consider like real successes or or maybe not, maybe examples of what not to do, Phoenix? Um, I definitely have an example that comes to mind. Um, and your point about the networking part, that is, I think, one of the most under, not talked about things about, you know, the benefits of going to college, um, building that network, because it's one of the few opportunities in a person's life where they'll be exposed to such a diverse network of people. You know, you know, mm-hmm. when you grow up, you're usually in a homogenous environment, people from the similar socioeconomic backgrounds, racial backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But in college, you're in a back, you know, you're exposed to people from different countries, different cities, um, different socioeconomic status. So you have an opportunity to build connections and build networks. And you never know, your college network could be the founder of the next Fortune 500 company. And because mm-hmm. you've established that relationship, you know, maybe they'll be hiring you one day, or maybe one of the um, quotes that I, (laughs) yeah, one of the quotes that I um, (laughs) like to share with students is that they, the, their lead students, when they graduate, their leads for jobs and internships often come from other students, not Mm -hmm. necessarily from the career services office, but from other students who've, you know, who they built a network with. So 
I'm sorry, I didn't even answer your question. What was the question? I did have an answer to the question. Now, my you... question would be, uh, is there any... Oh, example, okay. Yeah, I mean, do you have a particular student who you've worked with personally or you've observed who's really dug in and taken advantage of this and and we can measure some something that happened with them in a positive sense that probably would not have happened otherwise? Yes. So I have a student who actually worked um, in campus jobs is another thing that I mentioned as an opportunity for you to, mm -hmm. you know, establish yourself and build your brand. So I have a student, I had a student who worked in our office. So there are campus jobs um, on campus. I, in my office um, at my university, I'm in charge of the academic support services. So it's freshman advising, tutoring, writing, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So the student um, who I hired in my office um, and I also worked with, you know, as a coach and a mentor um, was he had his own business when he came into college. He had a um, social media videography photography business. So I hired him in my office to do a um, social media for our department, you know, help to get the word about, you know, get tutoring, come to our office because, you know, students are resistant to um, getting support sometimes. So. He actually, he worked with me. I found him my, his freshman year because he was speaking at an event um, that I was participating in for the university. So I found him in his freshman year. So he worked for me all four years um, doing our Instagram video um, recording workshops and things like that. So we would have content um, to give students additional resources outside of the classroom. So when he graduated this year during um, COVID in May, he he's a business major. He did he was not able to secure a business a job in the business field. However, because he had that experience um, working for me for four years, because he had his own own company doing social media and videography and photography, he actually was able to secure a job using those skills and using those experience. So he does social media for uh, an actual small business. Um, he actually moved out of the state. He lives in Maryland now. But because, you know, it wasn't his academics, it wasn't his um, network at the university. It was the fact that he had developed these skills and developed his business. Um, and he developed that, you know, not, it, you know, has very little to do with his major. He was a business major, business administration major, but he was able to secure a job because he had developed these skills and was able to talk about that in his interviews. You know, I've, you know, I've grown this social media account for this um, college organization from zero because that's what he did to like 2000. So hmm. his ability to um, do that was unique, you know, especially, you know, how many students, you know, many students had possibly had job offers or internships going into the spring or going into the summer, but, you know, a lot of companies have cut back or pulled back. Yeah, or well, this year, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus, and one thing you didn't mention is I pre presume if he needed a reference, he had you. Definitely. the other people in your department. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody, it is Education Live Thursday. Steve Green from Make the Grade. My guest is Phoenix Badmus, the college success professor. So we got a lot of success here. I am the success doctor. You're the success professor. It's great. We are talking it's kind of some out of the box. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Phoenix. Some kind of out of the box ways, A, to get your college uh, application maybe to the top of the pile, to the yes pile. Some things to do once you're there to uh, kind of take advantage of everything it has to offer. And as you just heard, Maybe get you, you know, some opportunities out there in the real world so you don't have to 
go back home and live in your parents' basement. <laughs> uh, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, um, let, let's, wh- where do you think everything's going? Let maybe flash forward two, three years. Um, and I, I've asked a lot of people this in the education space and, uh, what do you, let me, let me kind of, let me, let me try to be more clear. Clearly there's a lot of changes now in what's going on in the education. I mean, you know, we're almost all virtual or mostly, um, what do you think is going to stay? Cause not everything's terrible that's happening right now. I think getting more used to remote learning isn't a horrible thing, but are there lessons that are going to be learned here? that maybe the schools are going to want or maybe things are going to look differently in applicants or maybe things, expectations they might have of students that might be a little bit different. Um, and I'm asking you really because you're kind of on the inside, you know, working at a university, a prestigious university. So do you have any opinions about that? Um, yeah, sure, definitely. So um, with regard to whether online education will stay um and for some students and actually for everyone like costs is definitely a determinant uh with regard to you know being able to pay you know for four years of an education is you know a costly thing so i know that yeah it's a costly thing um I, i'm talking my to my 12 year old about that now yeah, um, one of the benefits of working it. yeah one of the benefits I'm of working at for him right now i got a yeah. kid in college now <laughs> one of the benefits of working at a college is that your 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 kid usually gets to go to college for free but i'm still yeah. talking to my um children about you know making but, but, sure but your point is which is a very legitimate one is it's 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 an expensive proposition it's an expensive proposition and you want to um, get value from it and you want to get value from it so if if cost is a factor for you, which we just agree that it is, um, and you are looking for colleges, um, but you do, you definitely want to have the you know on campus experience, um, that'll I guess that'll kind of weigh you know you have to weigh both sides. So are you interested in you know getting the the degree the credential? Um, or are you interested in paying, I don't know, $40,000 a year for the social experience? So, you know, many colleges and universities during, you know, when the pandemic, well, some colleges and universities, when the pandemic first happened, decided to invest in developing their faculty with the tools on how to teach online, how to still have the academic environment be fruitful online. Some Mm -hmm. schools did not. So those schools who did not invest in that, those students who are attending those universities are not having the ideal learning experience and getting the most out of their education. So one of the things that parents and students might want to consider when they're looking at schools is, you know, if something, God forbid, happens again, you know, you know, what is the best environment that your student is going to learn in? If the student, if your student has been successful in high school on in an online environment and, you know, you don't want any debt when you graduate, then maybe online education is the best vehicle for you, but you need to find the school, you know, don't listen necessarily to the marketing office or the admissions office about what you know, what they say it's going to be like, you want to talk to actual students 
at the university about what the actual education experience was. You want to talk to the actual people in the department where you're going to be learning about that. But if you are, you know, you want your child or you really want that social, you know, the social, you know, because who doesn't want to, you know, go away, learn about yourself and have the social aspects of college. Um, But, you know, that's another that's a new option for us now because, you know, we didn't necessarily or higher ed traditionally didn't necessarily think that it was possible for you to have an effective learning and teaching in an online environment. So now that we know it is possible, especially if you train the faculty and you have, you know, software, because there's definitely software that the university needs to invest in so that the online engagement can happen so that, you know, you can manage and make sure no one's cheating and things like that. So there's investment that the university needs to make in making sure that the online learning environment is going to be conducive um, to students being successful. So I think because money Hmm. is the main determinant or usually a big determinant for students going to college. I think that that would be a big change um, for people in considering, you know, what type of university or what type of education that they're going to get. And then there's always in the news, like big companies like Amazon and Google saying that, you know, if you work for them, they'll pay for your degree or you don't necessarily need a degree to um, work at this company. So, the value of the college degree is also something that is currently in the news about, is it really worth it? Are people going to need a degree in, um, you know, years Hmm. to come? Right. Which I think is a a debate that's never going to go away. Right. Um, Let me ask you one more question and then uh, I think we're going to kind of bring it around to wrap up a little bit, but uh, in terms of uh, fields of study, is there anything, you know, if you're a student comes to you and says, I don't know what I want to major in. I don't know what percentage of kids go to school undeclared. I, I'm, I'm going to guess 25%. I, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's not 80, but somebody comes to you and says, you know, I, I, I just don't know what I want to study. I, I, don't, I don't really have anything I'm super passionate about. Uh, you know, I did this for a couple classes to try it. And I didn't really, you know, get me going. Um, and I'm not saying that's bad. There's, there's nothing bad about liberal arts education. There's a lot of value to that. But uh, what, what would your advice be, or at least generally? What, what, where would you point somebody like that? So that is actually the at my um, full-time job um, before I became director of my department. I used uh, to work with undecided liberal arts students oh, who came well, in. I, I think I kind of <laughs> knew that, but I didn't, I didn't remember all right, so here we go. We are yeah, really this, we are, this is this is the kind of quality that we bring you on Education Live <laughs> Thursday. You know, right in the right in the trenches, going now. So, okay, enlighten us, please. What, what would so, you tell people? Here's the misconception that a lot of students and people have. Um, so this is this is it. So one day I'm going to have a dream, and it's all going to become clear what I should be and you know, what I should major in and how it's, you know, it's going to come down from the heavens. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. Um, it's plays, not, yeah, shine, yeah, it's not, it's not just the one answer. It's not a test that you can take, you know, the, although there are career assessments and personality assessments that'll help you to, you know, narrow things down. It's mm-hmm. an ongoing process, which is why I say students should start, you know, at the middle school or even high school level, start figuring out what their interests are. You know, what are the things that they value, you know, because, you know, Gallup has done some research that found that, you know, the majority of people are not content or engaged with their work. You know, once they're in their careers and they're living their lives, they're not happy with what they're doing and they're not um 
you know, engaged in what they're doing. So that is in part because we are picking our majors because, oh, this job will pay a lot when you graduate, or this job is, you know, this major will definitely have job opportunities in the future. So one of the things that I highly recommend students do is to do some inner work, you know, you got to go in and do some reflection on, you know, what soul do you really, searching. Yeah, soul searching, journals, reflecting, take that assessment. What is really true? What speaks to you? What type of lifestyle do you want to live? What's important to you? Is money important or making a difference and an impact important to you? So figuring out all of those um, things is going to be key for mm. you to actually, um, figure out what you want to do. And then Gallup also has like six things that they think students should do, you know, when they're in college. So one of those things is to actually have an internship or research um, experience that actually lets you know what it's really like to work in that industry, to really know what it's like to work in that discipline. Because you may have your ideas of what it's like to be an accountant, but do you really know what, you know, working in uh, a big, 10 accounting firm during tax season? Do you really know what that's like? And are you going to be happy doing that, you know, for your, for your job? So A, doing some inner work, doing some self-assessment, getting some real world experience and what that is and, um, you know, what motivates you, what type of lifestyle you want, um, what are the values, you know, do you want money or do you want meaning, you know, do you want to be fulfilled and happy going to work? Um, every day or, you know, is the money, you know, is the money going to make you happy? All of those things you need to figure out. And those are ways that I work with students on figuring out, you know, what's the best major for them because it's an individual, you know, what's right for me is not necessarily what's right for you. Just because mom was a nurse and, you know, she thinks mm -hmm. it's a good, you know, it's obviously a good field to go in because that's a demand in demand field. But do you really, are you able to work 12 hour shifts, you know? What type of nurse you want to be in? Right. Yeah. Are you able to deal with the stress? Are you able to deal with doctors? You know, because that's another component in it. Because um, mm -hmm. I have a, a, another former student who was a nurse, and that's like one of her, um, one of her issues with her field is that you know they're not necessarily um, it's not a good working relationship with nurses and doctors, according to her. Hmm. Well. We could peel back the onion uh, pretty far and far and far, but is it safe to say, let me, let me see if I can summarize, because you covered a tremendous amount of ground, and I thank you, and I, I, a huge amount of value here. A, it's never too early to start getting involved in things you're interested in, right? I'm not saying three years old, but middle school, high school, start to get involved in things, organizations, classes, workshops, essentially pad your resume, but not to just pad it, to have it there as legit, bona fide evidence of your interest in something. Yeah. Parents can help to support this research, this. Once you get to school, take advantage of what's there. Find clubs. If there isn't one, maybe start one. Uh, because what you really want to do is try to experience what the next 30, 40 years of your working life is going to be while you have the chance to have the flexibility, potentially, maybe to pivot I don't like that word, but I'm using it uh, ahead of time. Um, again, Steve Green, the Education Live Thursday, Phoenix Badness, the college success professor, really bringing the value tonight. I really appreciate it. If you have any comments or questions, drop them in the chat underneath the live screen feed, and we'll, we'll try to get to them immediately. Uh, we're here every week, Thursday at 8, 
And uh, next week, I've got Linda Hallam back, Hallie Steinberg after that, and 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 uh, Patty Lou, who, by the way, Phoenix introduced me to, so I appreciate that. Great. If anybody out there is interested in being a guest on Education Live Thursday, uh, just let me know. Phoenix, anything you... Uh, I'm going to give you the last word here in terms of uh, anything we didn't talk about that you just want to get out there into the into the universe? Um, Sure. Actually, it's one of the... um. Thanks, Ronald. And actually, yeah, I was going to comment on your 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 um, previous statement or previous chat thing. Um, if possible, know why you're going to college before you apply. I think that is so important. And one of the things um, that I strongly advocate for is, you know, I guess in the past it was okay, and it's still okay for you not to know. Um, what you wanted to do and what you wanted to be when you went to college. But at the cost that college is, I think it's so important to have some sort of understanding and it helps you to be motivated, you know, while you're in college. I am working towards this specific goal rather than you spending time because students are, you know, when they get to college, there's so many other things that are vying for their time and attention, like focusing on figuring out really what your major in is, especially with the students that I've worked with in the past, undecided students, that's not mm -hmm. necessarily what they're thinking about. They're thinking about, oh, am I going to be in the sorority? Oh, is that guy's cute? So, you know, that's not, you know, if <laughs> you can- 20 years old, yeah. But. Yeah, if you're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking and you have a specific goal in mind or purpose in mind or why you're in college and that is your guiding force or motivation because there are going to be ups and downs and obstacles throughout your college experience yeah, no but if you have a if you have a guiding light and you know that this is the end goal that I'm working towards then that's definitely going to be a source of motivation and inspiration for you to be okay this is why I'm in college especially with all these other opportunities out there in the world you know companies saying you don't need a degree or things like that so Thank you, Ron, for that. Speaking of guiding light, tell everybody out there, how can they get a hold of you if they want more information or they want to engage with you? So for sure. So um, I have a my own Facebook um, community called the College on Purpose Facebook group. Um, it's scrolling along in the chat. Um, but the... You know, the short URL is bit.ly purpose edu. So that's the College on Purpose Excellent. Facebook group. So I go live in there and I talk about whatever um, is going on during the semester that I think will be inspiring and helpful for college students. There are definitely parents and current college students in the group, as well as other people in higher ed who offer um, contributions. So definitely join the group. Um, mm -hmm. I am a seasonal um, business. So, you know, as I mentioned, I have a full-time job, but during this semester, um, I'm working on my full-time job, but because our school is actually ending the semester in November, uh, because they started the semester early, um, I'm going to be from November to January, the beginning of the semester, offering workshops, offering classes, offering opportunities um, to learn, you know, the things that they don't teach you in the classroom, in the college classroom about how to be successful and the skills and the experience and the strategies for how to, when you graduate from college, how to get that job, how to get those inter internships, how, how, how to build yourself and build your brand so that when it's time for you to graduate, you're going to be graduating with multiple job offers. Mm -hmm. So, if you're interested in that, um, those classes will be available, like I said, um, around November at www.collegesuccessprofessor.com. But if you join my community, I'll be talking more about it as we get closer to that. And I have seen several of Phoenix's lives, and I and it's it's well worth 
the time it's going to take you to watch them, I, I would highly recommend it. It's one of the reasons I was really happy that you agreed to come on here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this was great. So here we go. Hang on. Music. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think this is my yeah, first virtual applause. There's about 500. You can't see him <laughs> from this angle. We got 500 people here in a a live arena. Yeah, there we go. So uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, let's let's wrap this up. We are about on time. I appreciate everybody who hung out. Uh, you can check out the replay. We will get out the uh, information to everybody. Uh, in my world, uh, I just want to plug two things very quickly. Uh, the Make the Grade resource and success community is a little bit like Phoenix's community. We're here to support people. We're here to help you. Uh, and I'm here to help people. Here's how you get to it. There you go. MakeTheGrade.education. Kind of a cool URL there, I thought. I don't want to say so myself. Um, and that is really it. So that is the plan. Phoenix, last time, I know I'm, I'm kind of gloating on it a little bit, but I think you really, so much good stuff tonight. Um, I think it's going to digest it, break it down. I would love you to come into my community and, and um, you know, share this with people if you're willing to. And, uh, you know, I don't see that this will be the end of this. So I am going to wrap this up, and uh, I hope to see everybody back here next week, 8 o'clock every week, Education Live Thursday. In between, check out some other live streams, the podcast, the blogs, all the other wonderful things that us educators just can't seem to keep ourselves from doing because we have such a compulsion to get out there and help people. Let me do it one share. last time for comment checks and uh, we'll go from there. So thanks everybody who hung in and uh, Steve Green signing off. We will see you next time. Thank you. Let's get the uh, outro music. There we go. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.